truth. You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? Good day, Active FM. That's PK back with my friend Luando. We've um, been battling to get together here, and it's uh, spring. We've got some heat here. I see he's still got a jacket on, so his mm-hmm. office must be cold. But um, yeah, we're back, and today I want to speak about who you hang with. As young people, we, we love friendships. We, we love to hang with different people. And, you know, we, even in our neighborhoods, we make friends. We try and make friends with everybody. Mm. But I, I want to challenge you on something today because who you hang with will determine who you become. Mm. The person you spend most of your time with, you, you will become like that. Mm. And what my fear is, I was sitting talking to some people last week and they've just lost who they are. They, from a year ago when I knew them till this week, or last week, they um, just changed their mind. And I said, what happened in your life that you changed your mind? Mm. And I realized they've changed their friends. So from not drinking, not, not doing anything, you know, where they're not getting high and all these things, all of a sudden, the guy's smoking weed and he's telling me it's not that bad. And I'm saying, but you, you, you're making yourself high. That means you, you're coming out of a normal state of yeah. mind. Yeah. And what's happened is his business has suffered. Because he used to get up early in the morning, go and do things. Now, he gets up late, smokes some weed. The business is failing. And only to find out that the crowd that he's hanging with, uh, smoking weed, doing drugs, alcohol. And I'm saying, my friend, you've just changed your friendships. And that's where you are. Mm. And I, I said to him, you know what, what, what makes me scared? The Bible says that, in the end days, there's going to be perilous times. What happens when somebody comes and challenges you on your faith and says to you, listen, um, there's another way to, to heaven. When you hire, are you just going to say, yeah, no, it's cool, man, because that's where he's at. Mm. He's like, no, nah, I don't judge anymore. I'm, I'm cool. I'm not saying you must judge, but you need to judge your life and gauge your life mm. according to something. Mm. And for me, my gauge is the word. I must be like Christ. That's that's the word. He says we mm. must be Christ-like. My mind must be the mind of Christ. Mm. So my thoughts are, why did this all change? And it started with one friend. Mm. And that friend said, hey, man, you go, you know, just have a puff of this. Mm. And he's lost. So we're trying to get this guy back, but he tends to like the world. He's had a taste of the world. His wife is saying to me, he comes home late every night, high, mm. smelling of alcohol, and his life's just tr- changed now because he received the wrong people. Mm. Then he said something very strange to me. And remember, this is a guy that's been in the kingdom for a while. He said, but, you know, we've, he sits with his friends and we talk about the Bible and we realized the Bible's old. I said, what do you mean old? He says, no, it's for old things. He says it talks about kings and queens and... I said, but we've got kings and queens now. There's the, 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 the queen has passed away. There's a new king in power. Mm. The Saudi speaks about the Saudi prince. Mm. The richest play, uh, countries in the world are 
run by princes and kings. Mm. So, um, guess what? It's mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. Then he said something to me. He said, yeah, but um, they talk about war and, and it's about the sword and this and that. He says, we've got missiles and bombs. I said, no. Right now, there's m- hundreds of thousands of Christians that have had their heads chopped off. If you go and look at a lot of flags in the world, all the countries that are around uh, um, Israel, they've got one thing in common. They rule by the sword. If you steal, they chop your hands off. Mm. If you're a Christian, they chop your head off. Mm. So the Bible is speaking that this time is coming. So it's this funny thing that people tend to think, because the Bible sold, it's not relevant for today. It's more relevant for today than any other time in the history of, of the Bible. The prophecies are coming more fast and furious right now. And my thoughts are, if you're hanging with a, a friend that doesn't believe that, or is he pulling you into other things, other beliefs? Mm. And this is what's happened. He's allowed himself, and where he goes, the places he goes, those people love him because he's fitting in. I said to him, imagine you stop, stop smoking weed mm. and start speaking about the Lord and speaking about salvation. Yeah. They're going to reject you. So little things in your life that you think are, are not of any consequence can be massive, yeah. especially the people you hang around with. Um, my thoughts go to people that are, you know, I'm a Christian, I, I just believe in Jesus. Mm. The Bible says Satan believes and trembles with fear. Simply believing is not enough. Yeah. Okay, there has to be the fruits. And what I'm fearful of, and I want, I want to read the scripture this morning to someone out there that's, that's listening. It says in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1, and I'm going to ver- read up to verse 3. It says, now, brethren, he's speaking about Christians. Mm. He said, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled. What does that mean? It means that some other people are going to be bringing other stories, other ideas. Mm. Don't be shaken by that. Don't, don't let those things affect you. It says, either be by spirit or word or by letter, as, it, as if it's from us. Mm. And though the day of Christ have come, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless there's a great falling away. Mm. What is he speaking about? He's talking about Christians that all of a sudden have left their faith. Mm. A lot of us are crying out, Lord, send revival, revival. I believe there's going to be a great revival, mm-hmm. but then there will be a falling away of people that do not press into the presence of God. And, and that's why Jesus rebuked the religious. He called them a bunch of snakes mm. because they relied on their outward appearance of religion, not the inward appearance. Mm. So the disciples did something that always sticks in my mind. When Jesus was busy being crucified, they ran away. They all ran away. They denied him. But what happens once they receive the Holy Spirit they even get crucified for him. Yeah. That means that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you might be one of those that fall away. So um, we were just chatting before the show about different religions. What do they believe? You see, when you talk about a religion, religion causes you to do something in the flesh. Yeah. You've got to do this. If you want to please God, you've got to 
uh, get the, these foods and bless these people. Mm-hmm. Or you've got to go to a certain place once a year and pray there. Mm. With a relationship with Jesus, he says, I'm with you always. Mm-hmm. Pray now, I am with you. Seek me, I am with you. The difference between religion and relationship is that God speaks to you. He yeah. speaks to your heart. Yeah. When you are a, a religion, you are trying to do things to try and find peace. Mm. Jesus says, my peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. Mm. What does that mean? That means he is personal with you. Yeah. He's there with you. So um, we have this uh, in Mexico and Brazil once a year. These men get put on a cross, get whipped, and they have a reenactment of the crucifixion. Yeah. That family is blessed because now their son has taken up this challenge. Yeah. That's religion. Yes. You want to add something, my friend? I want to ask you a question. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I find this interesting. So, in fact, this is, is a question that I've been trying to, you know, to, to, to resolve, get mm. the revelation, but... Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, um, James chapter 1, yes. verse 26, it says, Those who consider themselves religious yes. and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues defi- deceive themselves yes. and their religion is worthless. And then it, it goes on to say, Religion that God, our Father, accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans, orphans and widows, and widows so yes. on. So here it, it, it looks as if there's nothing wrong with religion because there's a specific religion that God accepts. You know what I'm mm. saying? So the reason why I'm saying this is because I've had so many, you know, uh, 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 sermons where people, they preach that, you know, uh, Christianity is not about the religion. Mm. You know, it's about the relationship with God. But the scripture says the religion that God accepts. So how do you explain that? Okay, so there's a scripture in the Bible that says, um, sorry, let me just see. What was that last one? Was it James 12, the end one, eh? Yes, James 27. 27, sorry. So I'm going to go to the Strong's. I want to show you. Remember the Bible says if you have faith in Christ, Mm. there's works that follow. Yeah. Okay, you need to be very careful here. Those orphans and widows, first of all, were in the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's not outsiders. Yeah. It's not just any orphan and any widow. Yeah. What he was speaking about is the orphans and widows in the congregation. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So the word religion is not mentioned many times in the Bible. In James, that's one mm. of the, the very first or few times that it's actually mentioned. Okay. The word religion, what does it mean? It's acts. It's acts of service. It's the same as uh, you'll go read there where it says, um, with, if you do not, if you only love God without works of charity, mm. the word charity actually means love. Mm. So if you did a strong search there, which I'm going to try and do now, we're going to find out what that word actually means, the word religion. Yeah. Okay. Religion is acts of service. If you're doing a religion and acts of service without the Holy Spirit, it's worthless. Yeah. He says, he says to the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, which were the high priests in it, he said, you bunch of hypocrites, you snakes. Because yeah. outside you look so nice and clean, but inside you're rotten. Yeah. So we need to be very careful that when we're doing these things for the orphans and widows, that we're not doing it to try and gain um, access to the kingdom yeah. of God. If you don't have the Holy Spirit and you don't have Jesus, 
Those were just acts of uh, waste. So the question is, if you do it with the Holy Spirit, is it still religion? We need to check that word, and that's why I want to okay. check it on the Strongs here, because um, the word religion is, is, is yeah, it's, it's debatable, let's call it that yeah. way. Yeah. Okay, maybe you can just carry on speaking a bit until I find that scripture. I want to find it in the Strongs here quickly. It's, it's very true what you say about the people that you, you, you hang with. Your, your environment always shapes you. It doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> it always shapes you. I used to have friends. These guys were crazy because they used to smoke Zod after school. <laughs> so we smoked Zod and they tried to get me to smoke Zod. But the stuff that they used to speak about, you know, man, um, this is my dream. So this is what they would be saying. This is my dream, man. You know, one day we, 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 we hijack those trucks that carry money. And then I get all that money. And you know what they will do with the money? <laughs> they will go <laughs> shoot porn star. are <laughs> <laughs> getting confessions here today. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm hanging up with these guys and they're crazy, you know? So, and sometimes, I mean, even today, I still remember what they were saying. Sure. Which means... That, that day, impact. I yes, I downloaded that information, which is, 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 is it's it's taking space in my mind. Hmm. You know, I suppose I'm supposed to be having something that's different. You know, so it's it's very important, even with small things. You know, it doesn't impact you, but it, it gets stuck in your mind. You know why? Because of the environment that you find yourself in, with the friends and all that. So, are, are you there, Pastor? I got it. Yeah. Okay. So in the Strong's, it, it says this. It refers to uh, probably, the word probably, to be carefully ob observationist. And it says you're probably in a limited sense to be devout. So to be devout to those people, to, to give yourselves to those people, in a sense. Yeah. And then um, further on in the Greek, it says the fearing of, wor the, the fearful worship of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... I think we must maybe do a study on that and just go in depth into that. There is, um, so I, I know the root word for, okay. for religion. It yeah. may not be specific like from your, from from Greece, yes. you know, or uh, being explained in Greek. But it's it's the word which, you know, I, I think it, it gives you more context. Uh, mm. A religion or a religion. Mm. And it, it means to bind to something. You know, and, and so to bind yourself to doing to, those to works to something, yeah. you know, to trust into into some to give yourself to surrender yourself mm. to, to something. And what I got was everything then is, is actually religion. If you use someone that says, you know, I don't believe in God, but the fact that you bind yourself to science, science has become your religion. Absolutely. You, you know, so it's a thing you devote to. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. I believe somehow, I'm, I'm not sure, I don't have all the, the information, but I believe that believing in Christ, it's, it, it's actually religion because you're binding yourself to Christ. The, the problem, I think, which we have spoken about is, as time goes on, uh, if you look at the, uh, the timeline of existence, you actually see words having meanings that keep changing. Oh. And what, I, what I've seen is that they use the word religion to actually 
sort of uh, 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 frame Christianity, you mm. know, to, to, to take Christianity out of the whatever that, that, that is in the mainstream that's controlling people's philosophy. Yeah. So I, I think that that's where the problem is because now whenever, if it's Christian, it's like religion. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Some, some, mm. One day a friend of mine said to me, he said, sure, you know, I wish I could be as religious as you are. Yeah. I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not religious, I have a relationship. He says, yeah, but I see it in you. Mm. So I understand that, that word religion, what it means to yeah. some people. Religion meaning devout to something. Because, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can have your house and your car as a God. Mm. You can have your spouse as a God. Yeah, definitely. So you can be religious towards that mm. person. I want to add something in here. In Matthew 10, 34, um, remember, a lot of people think that when you're religious, you're peaceful. You know, you, that the, the religion brings peace. Mm. Just think of the, the, some of the, the Muslim religions. Mm. They, they're not peaceful at all. They bring war. They want to kill. You know, and they're religious. Mm. They're highly religious. They pray five times a day. So those people are religious, but in the wrong way. Mm. Okay. So in the book of Isaiah also, the Bible says that your works, because we need to be very careful in our religion denotes works. He says your works are like filthy menstruating rags. Yeah. So we need to be very careful that when we use the word religion, it needs to be accompanied by relationship, which Definitely. is a difficult thing. I always say you cannot have a relationship, but you can have a relationship. Without the relationship, whatever you're doing is, is a waste. Mm. Okay. Jesus says something. He said in Matthew 10, 34 to 36, he says, Do not think I've come to bring peace to the earth. Mm. So when we speak about religion, you think, oh, peaceful. We think of the Buddhists. They sit and pray quietly in one corner. And if you, if you look at that religion, there's been massive abuse amongst yeah. those men with yeah. young boys in that. Yeah. But because it looks like a decent relation, a religion, people say, oh, no, they're so peaceful. And No, there's abuse that's happening there. Parents send their kids, um, young little boys, six, seven years old, to go and live with these men. And there's a massive abuse. So we think, oh, well, you know, it's a religion. It's nice. Mm. It's not. Okay. So when he says, I didn't come to, to bring peace, peace, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Okay. For I've come to set man against father and daughter and against her mother and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. And a person's enemy will be those in his household. Mm. I can tell you now, if you're just religious, they will receive you. Yeah. Because I've seen that. As soon as you mention God, people will listen. Mm. Mention Jesus Christ, they start to get very angry. So religion is all these other religions. People say, yeah, oh, they're religious, and it's fine. It's not fine. Mm. Jesus separates religion from relationship to religion. Mm. And we need to be very careful that we don't call ourselves religious because mm. that's not what the Lord wanted. Yeah. Religion starts from the outside. A lot of people, when I say to them, why don't you come to church on a Sunday with me? They'll tell me, no, but I don't have the clothes for that. I say, the Lord's not looking at your clothes. He's looking at your insides. Mm. He's looking at your heart. There's a scripture that says, do not give the place, the front seat and the, the nice cushy chairs mm. to the one that's dressed nice and has mm. gold in his fingers. But the one that comes in that has nothing. In other words, we were speaking about people that are battling. Yeah. Give them the place of honor. Religion will see us outside and say, yo, this guy's neatly dressed. He looks so nice and he, he's clean. Yeah. That's religion. Jesus never reached out to those people. Yeah. Okay. He said, 
um, for the rich, it will be very difficult for them getting to the kingdom of heaven mm. because what he was speaking about is they hold on to the riches and they make that their God. Yeah. But outside, they look so nice and they even give money to charity. Yeah. It will not get them into heaven. And that's religious acts. Religious acts is yeah. if I do this, God will do this. If I give to the poor, God will do this. And that is the problem with the word mm. religion. I'm, I'm going to go to the original text. I'm going to yeah. check what that word religion you, actually means. You, you know what's, what's so crazy? Um, I think it's in the book of Proverbs where it says the one who wins souls mm. is wise. When you look at that, because most of the times, like you win a soul, you just need to preach. Yeah. But honestly, do you know, it's, it's as if it's actually impossible to win someone's soul. The, re the reason why you will find marriages fail is because you, you find that the husband is failing to win the soul of the wife. Because to win someone's soul, that means you, you have to win their will. You have to win their emotions, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their, their emotions. You know, you, you have to win their intellect, the decisions that they make, the, the, the mind. And now that to take place, it's, it, it takes vision. It takes someone that has, that has a, a, a vision. So it's, it's, it, it, it's crazy that most of the times we have not even won our souls. You know, and what happens is that people we have not won their souls is that uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because we're speaking about the outside life. Um, people who, who have not won their souls is that they always associate themselves with outside things. And, 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 and that is it's actually a problem. You know, because inside of you, and what happens is that when you associate with uh, yourself with outside things, it's all about emotions. Mm. But the problem is, is that now, within your your mindset, how do you look at the the, the problems around you? Yeah. And what you find is that most of the times, when there are problems, we associate ourselves with wrong views, negative views, like to say, "Yeah, I'm finished." Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the question is, within your mind, within your heart. What, are, what is the environment? What other views do you associate yourself uh, 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 with? In fact, this morning we, we got a lift coming to work and uh, there was this girl. So the guy who was driving um, started speaking about uh, playing a gospel song. Mm. It's like, there, my opportunity <laughs> I need to speak. So, and then this girl is like, you know, so I asked, do you go to church? Ask the guy and then I ask the girl, do you go to church? She's like, uh, I only worship at home. You mm. know, that's the answer that you get from <laughs> most people. Yeah. And then she was open to say, most of the times when I worship is when I'm broken. So I started explaining to her that a father wants a specific environment for his child. Mm. Because there's an environment that has things that will always be breaking you. Things that will always be bringing fear into your mind. So I was just explaining that to her. And it, 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 it aligns with what we're talking about right now. It's not just the friends, but it's, it's, it's the environment that you are in. Most people, I believe there are people who are not so, supposed to be dying. You know, but because they are in wrong places mm. where death actually takes place. You know what I'm saying? They are in the wrong environment. And the environment that you are in says everything about you Absolutely. in fact before before 
the guys they, they were talking about uh, before we recorded the guys were talking about don't judge a book by its cover mm. and it's it's exactly the same thing when it comes to your life when people they see you it's easy to judge because you know you, you are a cool guy no 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 we need to go deeper what environment are you invested in and if we can see the environment that you are in guess what we can without even seeing your friends but the environment that you are in guess what we can just determine okay these are your friends that's how you live your life it yeah. says a lot in fact it says a lot even about your future so i've just gone to the the amplified classic edition Bible, yeah. okay on um james 1 27 it says this external religious worship and then in brackets, religion as it is expressed in the outward acts. Okay? Mm -hmm. It says, this is pure and unblemished in the sight of God, the Father. Okay? It says, this is to visit and help and care for orphans and widows mm -hmm. in their affliction and need. Listen to what it says. It's right at the bottom. It says, and to keep oneself unspotted and uncontaminated from the world. Yeah. What does that mean? He doesn't want you to contaminate yourself with other beliefs, other religions. Yeah. He wants you to sell yourself to him. Mm. Be totally sold out to him. Yeah. And what happens is, and I've seen this so often, people come to church on a Sunday and they're very holy, lifting hands, singing beautifully. Yeah. But Friday and Saturday, you find them in pubs and clubs and doing other funny things. So he's, this warning of this whole warning here, it can be seen as a religious act. But mm. it's in love. Because you love him, you're going to do this. Yeah. Okay. Because you love God, you're going to look after those orphans and widows in yeah. your congregation. Yeah. So we need to be very careful that we don't think that these things are going to get us into the kingdom of God. Because there are religions that do this. There are a lot of religions that also, they read the scripture. Yeah. There's some religions that read the Bible, but they don't receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah. I look at the Jehovah's Witnesses. They're very, very religious. They even have this thing that if you're not on the streets preaching the word of God according to them, you might not stand a chance of getting into heaven. Into heaven. Mm. Okay? They believe there's 144,000 going to heaven. So there's been millions of them, which 144. Yeah. Isn't that a bit cruel? You, you, you're saying, I'm doing all these things and God won't accept me. And what you're actually doing is you're limiting God. You're saying that heaven can only accept 144 people. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 144,000 people. You've limited God. Mm. So they believe, and they're highly religious. They, they don't listen to music. They don't smoke. They don't drink. There's a lot of stuff. But they don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They believe he's an angel. Mm. So my question to them would be, you believe in an angel. How can the angel take my sin of the world away? Mm. The angel hasn't got that power. Yeah. Okay. So, but they're highly religious. Mm. means nothing. And we need to be very careful that we think if we're going to do these things that are mentioned here, that we're now going to get a better place in heaven. Yeah. The Bible speaks about a, a crown or a reward in heaven. Sure, the things we do in heaven, they will be rewarded for. Mm. But if you're doing it for the reward, you might get yourself into a very deep, dark place. Yeah. Do you know that um, the Seventh-day Adventists, if you do not go to church on a Sunday, they believe you're not even going to heaven. You can believe in Jesus, but you're not going to heaven. Mm. They believe if you drink coffee, you're going to hell. What? And But they themselves don't fulfill the Sabbath how it's called. Yeah. It says you shall rest on the seventh, yeah. Sabbath day, 
and work six days. They don't work on the Sunday. They take it off as well. So already in their doctrinal stuff, they have to do this. You have to do that, and you have to, and that makes God happy. Mm. Just because you're going to church on a Saturday, it makes God very happy. You will go to hell believing this stuff. It's Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. To the Father yeah. He is the way, the truth, the love. He's the bread of life. He's the water of life, the river of life. Mm. He calls himself the I am. So if you think, and people think, Yo, if I do this, hey, I, I know uh, one person, they gamble a lot. Okay. Yeah. So what they do is they go and give people stuff. On a Friday, they're running around blessing people with stuff, and they're laying hands on a specific statue that they believe is a statue of luck. Mm. Then they go and gamble. It's an idol. Idols. Mm. The gambling is their God because they're relying on the, ga- the, the money to, from the gambling to provide their needs. Mm. We rely on the Lord Jesus Christ for everything. Yeah. So there's a fine line between relationship and religion. Mm. And you can fall in the one very easily and think, yeah, I'm doing all these things for God. He must be so happy with me. Mm. You know, um, there's, there's a guy... It's, it's interesting because even with him, you, you, when you read about him, the stuff that he said, you, you, you're not really sure um, what did it mean. Um, in, in fact, at that specific period, people started believing that God is dead because it looked like that, that was his message. But when you read his material, it doesn't look like that, that, that's, what, that's the view that he was pushing. And... Uh, his name is, I hope I'm pronouncing the, the, the name right. Uh, his name is Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Yeah, Nietzsche. Yeah, so he, he lived around 18th century, uh, around the time of the Renaissance. And um, in fact, this guy, most of people who do uh, psychology, hmm. they, they read his books and all that. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing that, you know, people were caught up by that view that God is dead, but he was also speaking about because of God being dead and we have buried God, we have killed God, there's going to be some other consequences that people are not expecting, you know? And there's a... There there are new cultures that take place when we we shift from our values. And I, I love this whole thing about your environment, the people you, you hang up with, you know. And the question is, what values do you do you hang up with? You associate your, you, yourselves with. And the moment you shift from those values, what happens? What are the consequences? Because your values are, li- are actually like your 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 foundation in mm. life. You know what I'm saying? And now, even in terms of the economy, I've I've actually seen is that people will make the economy the foundation of the nation while the economy is just supposed to be the wall you know what i'm saying so now they make the nation rest on walls instead of what of the foundation hmm. and looking at what used to uh, i've never lived at that time so i don't know what it, it used to be like living you know under apartheid regime hmm. but i'm living today in south africa and i see many cultures that are taking places and they these are the cultures that young people you know they they are involved in but they are the options you know what i'm saying these are the options that these kids are actually in fact all of us that we have been given 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I feel like when uh, you, you can correct me because you lived at that time, uh, uh, during apartheid, the option that they had, they didn't have options, you know, like we do today. The option was either to fight apartheid or you work hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, wor you, you, you work for the, the people that were bullying you, that were treating you bad, but probably more than two options than what we have today. And for me, it's like, it seems worse in terms of people having to take right decisions today. You know, these cultures that we have, these optional cultures that we have today, they, they seem like they, they, they make it even more harder to take a right decision than a person who lived under apartheid. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but you, you can explain. So, so let me give you an example of apartheid. Yeah. <clears throat> when I was 11 years old, my dad and my mom parted ways. Mm. So my dad never looked after us. So my mom had to get three jobs. Okay. Mm. They put us in Bella Vista, which is south of Johannesburg. Yeah. In what they called council flats. So we're three kids and my mom. Mm. And they would put the English kids in one block. Then the Portuguese kids here, the Lebanese kids there, and the Afrikaans kids one side. Mm. Or families, let's call it that. So they separated, because a lot of people think that apartheid was just on black and white. Mm. It was not. Okay? People need to get the reality of what was happening in apartheid. As English-speaking whites, you were also marginalized. Mm. You were also pushed one side. I remember going for a job interview when I was 21. And the guy said, and I heard him say to the guy, is that the Engels monkey? Is that an Englishman? So he said, yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. So then he said, no, I'm not going to see him. He wouldn't see me because I'm English. Sure. Okay. Uh, um, they took the Zulu nation. They said, the Zulus, you in KZN. They gave them their land. Till today, those Zulus still own that land. That was never owned by uh, apartheid. In actual fact, most of the, the land that was taken away from uh, um, black people during apartheid, the government of today still owns that land. They've never given it back to the people. Think about that. 90% of the land that they own then, they still got now. Mm. So my thoughts are, and, and um, you must remember, most of the fighting that happened, you must remember there's, a, there's military units, like three, three two battalion. They were, in history, they're the most dynamic fighting force that ever hit the world. Mm. 80% or even not more, 85% of them were black. When they asked them, even a few weeks ago, we had a, uh, a meeting with them and we were chatting. And those black men that fought there were not fighting white and black. They were fighting against communism. Mm. They didn't want the communists to take over. Okay, Whether or not there was black and white, I understand that that was there. But we need to look deeper into this. Those black men that fought and gave their lives there. They were f fighting in Mozambique, and the communists came into Mozambique and killed their fathers and mothers. I actually read about yes. that. Yes. Yeah. When they came of age, those young men came to South Africa to the so-called white military mm. and said, we're going to stop these guys. People don't know that history. Mm. When I used to go into the townships, I had a black sergeant that worked with me. Mm. Okay, he was a Zulu man. Hey. That guy, I had to stop him many times. He hated other nations. So we had a greater fight. Again, and you're talking about our options. They still could worship freely. 
they still did their cultural things. Mm. The Zulu nation till today still does exactly what they've done over the last five, six hundred years. Yeah. So the options that were there during apartheid, uh, you know, there was a guy, one of the mine, uh, mine or uh, what do they call them, the unions. Two or three weeks ago, he came out, he said, during apartheid, every hospital worked. Mm. You could go there. It had white's this side, black that side, but it worked. Now, I'm not saying we want apartheid back, but what we would like is a country that works. People were safe during apartheid. Mm. I was standing in a queue the other day at the licensing department, and in front of me was an old Madala. And he, I just started, I, I'm very friendly, I started talking to him. I greeted him in his language, Kunjani Madala. So he turned around and I said, oh, you're Kuluman Zulu. We started talking a little bit. I said, no, I'm learning Zulu. He started talking. And he said to me, he says, when I came out today, I was so terrified because there's so many Tsotsis where he lives. He says, when he grew up, the windows of the houses stayed open. There were no burglar bars. Mm. He said, we, fight, we fought against apartheid to get something much worse. Most young men today, at the ages of, let's, let's say, 30, 30 downwards, never had the experience of apartheid. We've done 30 years. I can tell you now, it's much harder to live in this free South Africa than it ever was under apartheid. Yeah. During apartheid, everybody had a job. They took the land. Sure, it was very bad. They separated the Indians from the coloreds and the blacks, they separated them. Do you know that the Indians thrived? Where they put them, in Lanasia, mm. they thrived. Do you know what was the difference? They didn't, they didn't have alcohol. They refused alcohol. Mm. The other nations started drinking and partying. And you can go look at the Indian nation in South Africa. Mm. Wealthy, successful businessmen, businesswomen, doctors, lawyers. Why did they thrive? Because they said, we're not going to let this get us down. Mm. We are going to push. Think about South Africa's economy today. Who has the most control of that economy? We get the ANC government coming in, and what did they do? They, they got greedy, and the top, whatever you want to call it, the top families are billionaires. Mm. We've got people suffering. They've been promised housing for 30 years. There's old Magogo ladies that are dying in shacks. Mm. Okay? What options do you have? Mm. We, we're living in, in an uh, apartheid time. Yeah. <laughs> it's apartheid. Yeah. We're living under no, an apartheid. True. So where the few get big money. Me as a white South African, I'm marginalized heavy. I, I have to really operate to make a living. Mm -hmm. I, have to do, I have to really think out of the box. Currently now, I've, I think I've got 11 employees. Mm. Okay? Giving them jobs. Do you know what a fight it is to keep them in their jobs? During apartheid, okay, the company I ran, okay, had 350 staff. Do you know where that company is today? doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many companies have disappeared? Just gone. We have a 50, almost 60% unemployment in South Africa, mm -hmm. but you've still got options. But they weren't like in apartheid. Mm -hmm. The options are marginalized. We're still free to do our religion as we want. You can be whatever religion you want in South Africa to the point that in KZN they opened up a satanic temple where people go and worship Satan. Mm. Okay? That's how free we are with our religion. But people are suffering. Mm. 
It's a very disturbing thing. So going back <laughs> to yeah. what we were talking about, have we got the options that we have in apartheid? I can tell you our options are limited. Yeah. You cannot just go out and work. In apartheid, you could work, people, everybody was working. So there's, there's, there are more options today that make you do wrong. Ba- bad things, yeah, yes. Than Absolutely. Yeah. During yeah, apartheid, I want to tell you something. Even though, I mean, there were certain nations that hated each other. But mm. I know the lady that worked for me, for our family, her name was Victoria. I wasn't allowed to call her Victoria. She was a black lady. I called her Auntie Victoria. When my mother wasn't there and I did something naughty, there's an Afrikaans word that gets used. She used to moor us. <laughs> That's like you get a very bad hiding. Yeah. When we get home, I say to my mother, Victoria, hit me. Can, she, can, I'd get another hiding. Sorry, can, yeah. uh, uh, with what you're saying... Because it's it's actually interesting. I've lived in wealthy uh, families, mm-hmm. and I've I've seen it with other people. Like people talk, you mm-hmm. know. And my my grandmother used to tell me, like uh, it's exactly what you're saying. My grandmother used to tell me once she had a boss uh, mm-hmm. uh, classified office as white, mm-hmm. and the boss loved her. Yeah, you know. But and, you weren't and, allowed and, to and let and people see it. That's now, the problem. You know what's, what's interesting. The black bosses oh. of the South African Austin ladies, South <laughs> they're so evil. Yeah. I've actually experienced that, and but no one is actually talking about that. Yeah. You know how, how I've, I've actually... It doesn't fit mm. in with what they're trying to sell. What the, what the government today is trying to sell yeah. is a lie. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. People are not happy. People yeah. haven't got work. They're not eating. Listen, it's going to get worse. It's, it's going to get worse. And who do they keep blaming? 30 years on, apartheid. You know, they, they say they colonized us mm. and they've taken, listen, you have control of this country. Everything that they've taken, they put in their own back pockets. Yeah. Show me a politician that's not multimillionaire, if not billionaires. And yet our people starve. Do you know? Well, well, yeah. do, do you think there is somehow, I know there's sort of like a shift that we have taken from mm. the, the, the main topic, yeah. but... Um, I think it's still relevant. Do you think somehow, because even if you, you look at the, at the gold that we, we sure. I mean, we have mines and all that, but it doesn't seem like, I mean, all the cash that we, we, we're making out of, out, of the country. Out, of, out of gold, yeah. you know, goes to the politicians. Yeah. So it, it does seem like there's this, you know, hand that seems to be invisible, but it's actually <laughs> exploiting <laughs> us, you know, it's taking it's away our stuff. But you here's know? the problem. Mm. People still vote for the ANC. Mm. They're still voting for those promises, the promised land. After 30 years. No, man. You know what? Take control of the country. So, you know, when they talk about this, this, they say there's white people in control of the country. Yeah. I believe that. There's five white people that's still pulling the gold and the diamonds and mm. out of our country. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why is that happening? Yeah. Can I tell you why? They're trying to also hang on to it because they know if they le- lose that, who are, who's it next in line? That's the problem and the mindset in South Africa. Yeah. If I can get into a government job, I'm going to get the tenders. It's my turn. Mm. It's my turn to, to take. Listen, we, we are one of the wealthiest countries in Africa, if not in the world, with minerals. So, but we're starving. Get, People are get, starving. Getting rid of ANC, yeah. would it solve the problem? No, or it needs to be a coalition government. Yeah. We need to have five 
uh, parties in. We need to go to an American type of politics where there's two parties and that's it. Yeah. You see, we, I see. the problem is we've got so many people, and what the ANC is very clever, yeah. the more parties are, the better it is because yeah. they, they lose votes, but to small parties. Yeah. The problem is we keep voting for the same people that same. have not given us one thing they promised. So, so the question is let's say we get rid of ANC, hmm. right? But we see that there are people who are actually from outside. Still. And, and we, we're not seeing them because now what we're seeing. The picture that we're seeing is actually ANC, but the bigger problem be behind the scene is the voters. It's, it's, it's actually <laughs> the people from outside because it looks Absolutely. like they, they're controlling ANC. So if, if we get rid of ANC, yeah. but we're still left with those guys. So you'll be shocked that mm. those guys are funding the ANC, they're mm. funding the EFF, they're funding, they're giving money to these political yeah. parties because they know one of them is going to come in, hey, we gave you money. Yeah, It's controlled by a handful of men that are billionaires, you're right. It needs to shift. Yeah. And the sad thing is we need to go through a difficult, difficult time in South Africa. It's coming. Then you will see the truth about who and how we survive. Mm. And until we stand together, white, black, Indian, colored, yeah. this is never going to stop. Yeah. And the greatest power they have is to keep us separated mm. and divided. Our time is up and our show went off track. <laughs> Go find us and click that button. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and so much more. See all the fun posts, get involved in interesting discussions, voice your opinions, and get updates by following us on social media. Spread the word. It's that simple. Become part of the family today because radio has never been better. Thank <laughs> you.